0: Welcome to Embodied Astrology. My name is Renee. I'm a consulting astrologer, somatic educator, and an artist. I started Embodied Astrology in 2014 as a space to explore the intersections of embodiment practice with astrological research. Over the last eight years, this project has grown to include monthly horoscope podcasts for every sign, regular Embodied Astrology workshops, community space, and a guest facilitators program. At the beginning of this year, Embodied Astrology began a huge transition, which is still continuing as we move into and begin to develop an exclusive virtual community space. The new Embodied Astrology member space is organized to support varying levels of interest and engagement. You can join for free to access my monthly readings for your Sun and Rising Signs. These are usually 20 to 30 minutes in length, and go in-depth with current transits and suggestions for working with your astrology to handle the challenges skillfully and make the most of the opportunities. You can also subscribe or purchase one-time access to monthly Embodied Astrology Workshops, where I offer a somatic practice and deep dive into current astrology and the basics of chart interpretation for every new zodiac season. A level up from there gets you access to the Tea Time Community Space which is a once monthly Q&A and conversational space where we focus on working with our own charts in relation to specific aspects. The tea time space is so tender, so rich and so wonderful. And along with being a great place to learn about how astrology manifests uniquely in our different lives and bodies, it's also turning into such a lovely venue to meet and make new friends. All of the EA member spaces are accessible by sliding scale and scholarships are available as well for those who need them. Finally, beginning in January, Embodied Astrology welcomed our first researcher into a funded residency called Synthesis Space. The goals of the research residency are to support emerging astrologers to develop their own unique synthesis of astrology in conversation and connection with other interests and practices, and to begin to build their body of work around this synthesis in a space that offers regular financial support for their research time, mentoring, access to the Embodied Astrology platform, and opportunities to share their work with the Embodied Astrology audiences. This year's resident is Katie Henderson, who is bringing their interests in sex education, doula and birth work, death and grieving practices, dance, performance, singing, and more into their interest with astrology. I've had the privilege of getting to know Katie for the past year and working closely with them since last July. As we've worked together on this residency, we've also become great friends, and Katie is now someone that I turn to regularly and often to think through astrology and life in general with. Katie is the guest for this Aries New Moon podcast, where we chatted up about the Aries New Moon, the lunar cycle that extends from this new moon to next month's Taurus New Moon and eclipse season, and about an hour into this episode, Katie and I will also give horoscope readings for the triplicities, or signs of the same element and what we think is coming through with this new moon. I am so excited and so happy to share this conversation with you in just a few minutes. Before I do though, I wanna let you know about a few upcoming events. The upcoming sessions for Katie's eulogy practice series, which you'll hear more about in this episode, are April 3rd, 10th, and 17th. April 3rd is for Tea Time community members only and is sure to be an extra special iteration of this practice. If you're not a Tea Time member yet, you can learn more at embodiedastrology.com forward slash join or by following the link in the show notes. April 10th's eulogy practice will be a mixed live and virtual event taking place in connection with the Dreaming for Our Lives Astrology Pop-Up Festival at Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado, April 9th through 12th. I'll also be offering a workshop for that festival on Monday, April 11th, which explores the power of our endocrine systems to produce altered states of consciousness, and we'll work to alter, shift, and expand our awareness to open our intuitive channels and dreaming and body oracles. Katie and I will then join Ramon Parrish and Montague Connolly for a meditation and live conversation on April 12th, as the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces is perfecting. You can find more information and registration for all of these events in the show notes or at embodiedastrology.com in the workshop section, where you can also register in advance for the upcoming seasonal workshops. Finally, I just want to remind you that your monthly horoscopes are still available and still free, though they are no longer here on Spotify or other streaming platforms. It's easy to access them, though, and once you sign up, you'll get them every month in your inbox. Go to embodiedastrology.com forward slash join or follow the link in the show notes. Aries season in 2022 is all about doing something new. As an artist, it's important for me to stay current and connected with my desires and to grow and change in the ways I explore and express astrology and my other interests. But as a content producer, this can sometimes be a challenge when I'm also trying to stay accountable to my community. So I hope you'll join me in the shift to the new Embodied Astrology virtual space, and I hope you enjoy what now has more space and will get more attention on these streaming platforms, where I'll be releasing regular conversations with guests where we explore current astrology and other things too. Stay tuned for a special interview upcoming on the Libra Full Moon with Michelle Cassandra Johnson. Michelle is an activist, social justice warrior, author, anti-racism consultant, and trainer, intuitive healer, yoga teacher, and practitioner. Michelle's work centers on healing from individual and collective trauma, coming back into wholeness, and aligning the mind, body, spirit, and heart. And what she has to offer is so important at this time in general, and especially relevant with the themes of the upcoming Full Moon. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Without further ado, happy Aries new moon, and please enjoy this conversation between me and the fabulous, wonderful, hilarious, insightful, and inspiring Katie Henderson. Katie, thank you so much for joining me on Embodied Astrology. My absolute pleasure. It's
1: good to see you, dear.
0: It's so good to see you. Um. All right. Well, before we get into talking about astrology, would you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your practice, where you're coming from and what you're working on now?
1: Yes. Uh my name is Katie. I am from Houston, Texas. I am very queer. I am very lesbian, and I'm really interested in healing. Um and I'm defining healing as um like looking where holes are and patching them up so that things can grow from them. Um, I I think grief is important. I think sex is important. I think if you have sex in the right way, it can be a ceremony of grief and reclamation. <laughs> um, but you know, as I dig dig, dig deeper into this, um, I'm also a dancer and a singer and an astrologer and a doula, so I'm often thinking about the body and how it is a source of pleasure and momentum and movement. Um, And so when I'm thinking about all of these practices, they all kind of overlap. And so astrology is a catalyst for healing. Movement is super connected to astrology. And then that can also be a space to both create ritual around mourning, but also ritual around pleasure and um funny enough i'm thinking of like activism but sure activation of self in new ways Uh, but yeah you know i believe in being cute and i believe (laughs) healing is cute and i wanna um i want to be different and i want to build a legacy that i haven't seen before
0: Uh, since you've been in the synthesis space and the research resident at Embodied Astrology, you have been interested in some spaces in the chart wheel in the 4, 8, and 12 houses. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, what you're tracking and what you're working with?
1: Yeah. I'm thinking a lot about home spaces. As you know, Jupiter is transiting my fourth house. Um, and activating my Cancer moon and my Scorpio, my Jupiter and Scorpio, but largely I'm thinking about you know, home as an origin story, but I'm also thinking about 12th house as this home that we didn't necessarily agree to because it's right before one. Um, I'm also thinking about 12th and four as a site of belonging. And what does it feel like when you don't feel like you belong? Um, Channing Nicholas speaks of 12th house as this place of exile I'm also thinking about like octopus tendrils when we're thinking about entanglements of eighth house. And, you know, what does it mean when we didn't agree to our circumstances? Or what does it, you know, what does ancestral trauma look like when you don't really have a choice in, in how it shows up or like, or, or it happening? Um, and then how do you move forward holding? all of those things and specifically for me when I thought when I was doing like my early astrological research four eight and twelve felt sometimes super flat and like not holding the totality of like yeah what does it feel like cannot belong what does it feel like when you don't have a home what does it feel like when home is not this place that you constantly return to um what is you know, home when maybe you see it as home, but those around you don't affirm that it's home. You know, and then also thinking about, you know, this, your body as a home, and what does it mean when you've been given this body, but a lot of external forces are saying that this is not the right home, or this is not the right home for you. And so, uh, you know, we work as astrologers and I never want anybody to feel like they don't have agency. And I never want somebody to feel like their grief or their legacy or their stories are too much for them to move through or move with. And so it's been really important for me to look at these houses and these themes and look at how they resonate in the body so that we can move with them and move through them that they're not um, our detriment or our, uh, they're they're not always like our pitfall, but they're like a source Mm -hmm. of abundance and great gift. It just requires a certain type of support. And so like, okay, then how can we think about the practices that create support so that we do create that mobility Mm -hmm. is what Mm
0: -hmm. I'm talking about. I have really loved working with you over the last several months and getting to hear the way that you craft language around experience. Um, you were the first person that said to me, Renee, I need an echo. And you, the way that you are framing echoing as a practice and a practice of care and support has been really illuminating and also has started to change my practice a lot and how I think about it um and i feel very excited for your synthesis for the ways that you're bringing together your different interests and uh trainings and skills that you work in um you've been beginning to develop a a group practice and a participatory practice around Mm -hmm. eulogy and you're offering this in the, in the EA space. And I'm wondering if you would uh, talk a little bit about your eulogy practice series.
1: Yes. And shout out to everybody who's listening, who's actually seen me virtually through EA. I love being in EA because we'd be having a good time. And I also just want to say that I appreciate so much just like being in EA space. Cause you know, for those who have never been to a tea time, you just never know what can happen. And I just, Appreciate that because it could easily not be supported. You know, people are going through transits, people are spilling their guts, and you're just like there to hold. And so I appreciate the opportunity to bear witness to folks really just being in these transits for better or for worse, because some of them are fucking hard. Um, but the eulogy space is so funny because I was working on a residency application today um the usually the eulogy space actually came out of I don't actually know we would talk all the time but I don't know if I actually ever told you this I had a really bad edible trip
0: <laughs> you didn't tell me this.
1: the worst edible trip I had uh had a brownie and I felt like the center of my body was opening up and I was just seeing dirt fall inside myself i thought i was dying i feel thought i was i don't do animals this day and as the high kind of came down i could hear all of the things that were like scaring the fuck out of me like i kept thinking like oh my god i'm gonna die and no one's gonna hear me or like i'm gonna die in the middle of the street and no it's not gonna matter And as a Capricorn stellium bitch, that's not my lane. I want the Aretha Franklin kind of funeral. And not necessarily in the length of it, but I do think there's something to like wanting your death to matter and wanting to be held in death is is important. And so that following night that I'd had that edible trip, I sat down and I wrote down all those scary thoughts. And I said them out loud. And I cried because I just was so devastated. I was so devastated because I was moving in the world and I had all those fears. Um, And some of them were, I, I think all of them were valid, but I think some of them had been really affirmed by external experiences. And so, yeah, I did that ritual and it helped a lot, but then I found myself needing to do it for lots of different things. And then, um, yeah, things got worse because I'm going through my Saturn return, and the practice definitely took a deep dive. Um, as I like, as I've moved closer to family, and so, yeah, I just I noticed in each iteration of doing that ritual by myself, how I just wanted someone to sit with me in my own death. And I didn't need anybody to like explain it to me or whatever. I just wanted to be sat with, I wanted to be witnessed. And so the eulogy space was really burst out of, I do know what it means to mourn alone. I really do. And I, if I'm being honest, I do think it's necessary for me personally. Like it's just it's a part of my practice at this point. But I have a really hard time thinking that everybody needs to do that alone. Mm. And so the eulogy space was just my opportunity to sit with people. And in the first workshop, I, I said it, I was just like, you know, I carry each of you when you have such big water placements like I do, there is this receptivity, there's this thinning of bills that we talk about. And I just it, even now I feel myself like getting emotional, like, I don't think people are supposed to go through that alone. I really, really don't. And I noticed the ways that the society just does not leave a whole lot of space for people just to sit with their own grief without having to fix it or groom it. And so, yeah, the eulogy space is an opportunity for you to come. I'm gonna lead you through a meditation that I absolutely love. I've been sitting with this meditation for a couple months. Um, We're gonna listen to some music that I think helps me get closer to the spirit. It is gospel. Um, And I make disclaimers in the workshop about people's relationship to gospel music, um, specifically specifically of the Black church. And then yeah, I give you prompts that have helped me kind of sit in that grief. And then a big chunk of the workshop is folks offering eulogies to me. Um, I don't say much other than thank you for sharing. Um, And it feels really important for me to echo that grief if there's some grief for me to eulogize in that moment so that there's no like hierarchy, like I'm with y'all in this too. I just create a container, but like I am very much so actively grieving just like you. And I hope, I really sincerely hope that if you come to this space, you, people have like a really good understanding that like grief is not linear. And like, I hope people like people listening are just like, they know I've done this this ritual that I'm doing with these other people, I've done this ritual like daily in certain seasons. So it is a it is a practice that you can be in daily. And I think that that just speaks to that grief can look so many different ways. And the best way to be with that grief is to be with it and find ways to support it. Not feel like, oh, it's, it's bad or you can't because we gotta work eight hours a day. Like fuck that shit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like there's always space to breathe. And so, yeah, we're gonna be together. Tea Time, y'all already know, we're gonna show out. Uh, I'm super excited. I think for that, I was telling, I was talking, I was like, I definitely wanna explore some like spinal play with that one. Um, and then I think Naropa is gonna, so we're gonna meet on the third with Tea Time, which will be virtual. And then Naropa is on the 12th, the 10th.
0: Yeah, so we have, um, so your upcoming Tea Time events on April 3rd is for Tea Time members only, which is an embodied astrology member space. So folks who are subscribed to Tea Time, you'll get an invitation. Um, if you're not subscribed, you can subscribe. And that's gonna be a special space yeah. uh, with, nice. with Katie and then on um april 10th you'll be presenting in boulder colorado at naropa university for the dreaming for our lives uh, astrology pop-up festival um yeah all the sessions are available virtual and april 10th is mixed so folks are in the boulder area and they want to come to the live event they can
1: Yeah, and what's super special about the Boulder one um, is that I am thinking I'm going to sing because it just when I looked at the conference and its layout, it felt important to offer my voice in that space. And so, yeah, I think it's important for folks to know that I am creative. And so I do like to switch things. I am also sad rising. So it's like things do need to be a little different, you know, keep me on my toes. Um, But honestly, it's really. It's really about the container and folks just showing up in it in a way that they feel held. And I'm super grateful both to EA, but also everybody that showed up for the first session. It was beyond any expectation I could have had. And so, yeah, it just, I felt super supported. And so I just appreciate
0: the
1: ways that folks reciprocated
0: that support for me yeah it was such a powerful space to be in and i know as a participant uh coming in without a lot of expectation i definitely didn't expect to be so moved emotionally Mm -hmm. um and i felt like the container that you held and the invitations that you made really opened a big portal for a lot of both grief and love to be expressed there was so much love in the group yeah. and what you said is not alone it really felt like you holding that space um and bringing us together to hold each other in that space was so it was so powerful and it felt so necessary like in this time when there's just backlog upon backlog of grief right yeah thank you yeah. yeah yeah so if folks are interested in attending uh future events with katie um i'll put the links in the show notes and you can check out katie's space on embodied astrology which is the synthesis space you can find that in the community section of the website and we'll also include katie's instagram in the show notes it's at maybe Smiles on Insta and all your other contacts as well. Yes. Um, and then also just to uh, just to, to let you know that this event that we were just referencing, the Dreaming for Our Lives Astrology Festival, is April 9th through 12th at Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado. Um, I'll also be offering a workshop that takes place on Monday the 11th In the evening katie's workshop is on sunday the 10th uh i believe around noon mountain time um my workshop is on the uh the evening of monday the 11th and i'll be offering a workshop that is an iteration of of a workshop i gave in pisces season this year we'll be exploring the endocrine system and working through glandular awareness to expand our states of consciousness and get in touch with our psychic intuitive and dream bodies um so more information on all of that as well as at embodiedastrology.com in the workshop section um okay katie we're here on this episode to talk about the new moon Aries coming up on 31st and then to take a little bit of a look ahead uh for the upcoming lunar cycle so from new moon to new moon because the next new moon after the the one that's just coming up that we're releasing this episode for, uh, the following new moon coming up in the end of April is the first eclipse uh, of this year,
1: 2022.
0: So yeah, we've got some preparation to do as we get into the season. Yeah, we
1: do, we do, we do. I like the way you said that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, all right so Katie and I are looking at the chart for the new moon and um, our plan is to just riff a little bit kind of talk about what we see coming up and then we'll get into some triplicity horoscopes thinking about how the upcoming astrology is landing uh, for the elements fire earth air water etc yeah Katie you want to start with this chart what are you seeing what's popping out for you so when you said preparation before to
1: prepare for this cause like looking at it and I just I got this feeling around like making cement or like um like the you like you've seen when they they like when they build a road they churn the thing and then they lay it down and then it cools Mm -hmm. that's what this new moon is giving like there's an active like I'm thinking about this Mars and Venus in Aquarius season, but the person of both Mars and Venus are going to be moving towards Aries. They're with Saturn for a reason. And so I'm like, ooh, like, what are we making there? I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm getting the sensation. People can't see me, but I'm like, I'm stirring up a bowl. But then I was also thinking about this Neptune and Jupiter conjunction, and I was just like, Like endings don't feel good or like, um, I, I don't know, there's a conversation around to move forward or to make cement implies that I, sometimes implies that I know what needs to be made. Like I know something needs to be filled. And so I have to contend with the absence of, and so with that Jupiter and Neptune, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe somebody don't want to contend like just because you need to make cement don't mean that you're ready to make the submit. And just because you're making the submit don't mean you're happy to be making the cement. But then I'm thinking about that sun, Venus, no, sun, mercury, moon conjunction. It does feel like this, 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 like, this, like, this steady push. And so I was just like, yeah, it made me. Yeah, it just makes me want to ask, again like, you know, what was lost, and how do we want to bury? Mm-hmm. Was a question that I had when I was looking at this. What about you? Oh, sure. and and keep in mind, Pluto. Pluto is sextiling. Is is that's a sextile with Neptune? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And none of the, and then so much of this is not fast moving, like Jupiter's going right. to be. So it's not, yeah, it it's not like it's not a burst. That's why it feels like cement. It's thick. But yeah, yeah what were you going to yeah.
0: say? Yeah, I like that image of, of turning, um, and turning concrete and the that kind of idea of something is getting mixed up and prepared in order to set a foundation um but with so with with the new moon on march 31st uh, it's a new moon in aries mercury is conjunct and two days later on april 2nd mercury will form its superior conjunction with the sun it'll perfect that conjunction and one of the images of the superior conjunction is the image of prometheus stealing fire from the gods right so this mortal (laughs) this mortal being stealing uh god power and bringing it back to humans and i think that there's always an aries but especially this year with the astrology and then kind of what the astrology is describing in terms of global events um, it feels like this pressure and focus on human potentiality and what are we going to do with our energy with our capacity with our ability to innovate and invent and basically work through our god forms our our human divine forms no other animals on earth have the capacity to work with industry such as we do and i think that you know Humans stealing fire from the gods is this kind of symbol of our ability to manifest and create.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, Aries is ruled by Mars. Mars is currently in Aquarius moving towards its conjunction with Saturn, which perfects on April 4th. Yeah. And, and so this feeling of like something churning, but also what's churning is dense and weighted and incredibly strong and when it cools it's going to it's going to form something that will be hard to destroy like it's not the thing that we're trying to make right now isn't flimsy um yeah right but but what you were talking about um towards the end of what you were saying that this death energy is simultaneous with this churning and forming energy and how you're reading into the sextile with uh pluto and neptune i definitely agree and i feel that and i want to add in the nodal axis um which is also aspecting pluto and neptune uh by trine and sextile yeah i mean i guess what's what is coming up for me is this relationship that i think on a personal level we always have to the collective level and what it means to be human beings in our terrestrial animal bodies living on a living planet and going through such uh, an intense global crisis of, of kind of like overlapping um, proportions and then how that, you know, how that comes into each of our individual lives and what the choices are that we're making currently. And you and I have had a lot of conversations about Mm -hmm not wanting to make choices that keep us in places of complacency or stagnancy yeah. because time is too short and it's too precious right now.
1: Yeah. But, well, and, not but. in, it's in Especially now for me specifically, because I'm going through my Saturn return and I am a fire rising. <laughs> I see the ways that... Sometimes the thing that I thought or the other yeah, the path that I like, I just, I knew that there's like, oh, this is exactly what I'm gonna do. And then you and I will have a conversation and I'll be like, there was something so much simpler. There was something so much less effortful. Right. Um, and as I'm thinking about this Neptune and Jupiter conjunction and thinking about what we're gonna talk about with that eclipse, I am curious about the like doing less and it having a yes. great impact, or maybe even. I think I was listening to Jessica Lineando, like Lineando, just like the sometimes the difficult work is the churning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not avoiding. Sometimes it is using the voice and saying. But I just, I, th- I think a lot about Pluto and I think about a lot of like what's going on and I see the ways that like, oh, we got to concretize the thing. We got to control the thing. We got to go steal the fire. We got to re- industrialize the fire. We got to make sure everybody has this thing. And eulogies don't work that way. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to say out loud, like if you, the last time you went to a funeral, what happened when they said everybody get their two minutes? People go up to that mic they burst into tears sometimes they tell funny ass jokes people are there telling them to take their time and that is that is sometimes I think so much more impactful than this 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 need to com- commodify or to to contain and grab it it's almost yeah. especially with that Nep- new Neptune-Jupiter conjunction it's this sense of like surrender, right
0: right Yeah
1: it, it for it.
0: yeah yeah I'm I'm looking listening to what you're saying and then looking at this square that is ongoing throughout 2022 between Uranus and Taurus and Saturn and Aquarius. Yeah and as the eclipse points come in as the nodal axis comes in, and starts to align with uranus and at uh march 31st new moon the south and north nodes the eclipse points will be squaring saturn um you know i'm thinking about or when i was listening to you i was thinking about what feels like the call to action right now which is on a massive level and also on a very personal level restructuring right like we're years into this pandemic a lot has been exposed um it in some ways is back to business as usual for some people but a lot of people have had their lives completely turned upside down for better or for worse and and or have witnessed others lives being turned upside down for better or for worse and there's a lot of i would say frustration with the status quo and need to do something different but there's stagnancy because the systems have not changed yet.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And and there's like this spinning of the wheels, right that can happen certainly institutionally and systemically, but also personally, where it's like, I want change, I wanna do something different, oh, but I can't, like, oh, but it doesn't work, you know, oh, but I have to do this, I have to pay the bills, I have to fill these responsibilities, I have to survive, And so it can feel like just spinning wheels, spinning wheels, spinning wheels. But at the same time, a lot of us are out here listening and amplifying and calling in unison for what actually feels extremely simple which is a deeper listening practice yeah. right which necessarily is going to include eulogizing and mourning because yeah. so much has been lost and it's been centuries now yeah and if we're going to actually figure out a new thing we have to contend with what has been lost and now what is present yeah. so that we can feel our way into something new and when you're saying it feels simple like do less yes i really feel that with this new moon that there's this a simultaneous urgency to change to move into action and at the same time there's a deeper calling that is asking for rest for doing less for listening more and for tuning in with more subtle spiritual or intuitive guidance and Letting that actually be the directive force for the strategies we're trying to come up with rather than strategizing our way through it.
1: Yeah, and it's hard. It's like when I, because I remember looking, I was listening to your year ahead. I was listening to the astrology podcast year ahead and everybody was talking about, oh my God, oh my God, April 12th, you know, Neptune and Jupiter. And I just remember feeling like that just sounds like a lot of fucking water (laughs) that sounds like a lot of water and today I was going back and looking at some old footage of me singing and I think it was the last eclipse was there an
0: eclipse last year the full moon Mm -hmm. in Mm Japan yeah you did a uh, concert for that
1: I did and I remember I was so tired. I was so... And thinking about this Uranus square, and I talked to I was like, yo, this Uranus square has got me under it. But I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I sang an Adele song. It was Daydreamer. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics are, you know, I will find her sitting at the doorstep waiting for a surprise. It will feel like she's been there for hours. And I can tell that she'll be there for life. This, like... I am under it. I feel so alone and in grief. So I'm gonna sing this song and put some cucumbers and some coconut water <laughs> with some blueberries and some blackberries. And I I see the ways that people are like, it feels so um, insignificant. But I I was listening to Jessica today, and she was like, you know, acceptance is a real ass thing. With that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, I do feel like there's a lot of space to run away. It's like, it's too much. Like, how do I hold the grief of so many ancestors that are still emerging, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: let alone what's happening right now? So I want to like, just honor that it's it's a lot and the the embodiment practices that you have to sit with that allotness are just so significant because we are the the descendants of so many people that just didn't have that space Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. and so it feels so important to embody grief and listen to it that like to embody grief feels like an act of surrendering
0: Mm -hmm. um yeah looking at this um series of events between new moon and new moon yeah um what we've been we've been talking a lot around the jupiter-neptune conjunction which is uh, april 12th and so as we head into the new moon um on march 31st the new moon in aries this is a conjunction that is in strong application jupiter is only two degrees away from neptune and the next uh little under two weeks from new moon until april 12th jupiter will be applying in its conjunction to neptune moving towards perfection on the 12th and um Oh, I forgot to say you and me and Ramon and uh, Ramon Parrish. Yeah, and um, Ramon Parrish is the astrologer and faculty member at Naropa who's putting this festival together. Um, And Ramon's friend and colleague Montague uh, will will all be holding a space during the actual conjunction um, meditation and conversation. So folks can tune in with that. We'll put that information in the show notes too. Um, but anyway, this span of time between new moon and the Jupiter Neptune conjunction, w- there's a couple things that are standing out to me. So one one thing that's standing out to me is what I already mentioned: um, Mercury superior conjunction with the Sun, mm-hmm. and then uh, Mars conjunct Saturn, mm-hmm. and both of those influences have, uh, I think, pretty motivating and oriented towards the future kind of flavor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and with with Mars Saturn, there's, I think, some support to be thinking strategically and long term. Yeah, and at at the superior conjunction, um, there is support to also be thinking about um, maybe not so much, uh, maybe in some ways long-term or objective, but the impulses that come in uh, with Aries and and with that Mercury-Sun conjunction at the same time as Mars-Saturn are conjoining and Mars is the ruler of, of Mercury while it's in Aries, it feels like a lot of, a lot of support to take an impulse and move with it yeah yes 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 and, and yeah move, move in um a kind of direct way and then mercury will sextile saturn on april 7th it will sextile mars on the 8th and then on the 10th mercury moves to square pluto mm-hmm. um and then two days later, we have this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. So in terms of what you are talking about, and especially thinking about a eulogy practice, this feels powerful. Because that Mercury square to Pluto in my body kind of comes through as a defiant fuck you kind of energy. Like with Pluto yeah. and Capricorn. Yeah. So I, you know, thinking about Pluto and Capricorn and kind of like systems that are not working anymore authority yeah. systems control systems um Inter- mercury and aries yeah internalized systems like mercury and aries is like it has just it has just had its superior solar conjunction it's made helpful aspects with saturn and mars it is fucking motivated I got and a new then answer. when it it's it squares pluto and it's it's done with something yeah. right or there's like a, a clear line in the sand that gets drawn mm. and then we've got the Jupiter Neptune conjunction and so that feels like a break yeah. down to breakthrough kind of process like yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah 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 oh it's 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 layers though because it's like there are some things that you feel really, really good about being done with. And it's like, fuck that shit. And then there are other things that you feel done with in your own body, like I speak from experience, like my journey to be self-employed. I was done with jobs well before the game. <laughs> However, the the infrastructure that i've had to build in the process has still taken time so i I, especially with that jupiter and neptune yeah especially for i think i was thinking about like water signs it could produce a certain type of overwhelm for sure for sure to be done with something because also to be done especially with that pluto transit if you don't know another way it, i do think it requires it's asking you to have a lot more faith it's, and then that and i'm like and here come with back i come back to the neptune jupiter conjunction if if you're sitting in that space well i think faith can show itself to you but you have to but in order to get there you have to be done with it right
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's, mm-hmm. it's they're they're speaking to each other it's a it's yeah. a conversation it's a conversation
0: also i mean i do feel like for me for me personally i definitely feel the mirroring the connection um between like what what i may or may not be conscious of in the collective in the Mm -hmm. outer world and then what's happening internally Mm -hmm. and i I feel like i get this a lot with clients and in the ea space too that a lot of people are going through similar things at the same time and i don't know what's going to happen over the course of the next couple weeks but Mm -hmm. again speaking totally personally the the despair and frustration and um anger that i feel in my own body Mm -hmm. from living an entire life in war, right? Like in, in war times and then continue, you know, continuing to observe these like psychopathic fascist leaders Mm -hmm. take the entire globe hostage. There's not much any, like, there's not much I can do on an individual level. There's not, it's completely out of my control, but what it what is happening is this feeling of galvanizing and fortifying my will and and Mm -hmm. aries is uh, a sign that's commonly associated to will and willpower to not be militarized in my own body right like to Mm -hmm. not be constantly in a state of conflict to not be reactive to not be uber defensive to have mm-hmm. compassion and awareness and do my best to learn as much as I can to yeah. hold the complexity of what people are going through yeah. and then to shift my life you know to shift my life from the ways that I feel like I've been trained as an american to live in states of competition and survival and you know who who alpha, alpha kind of um, mentality or you know it's either the alpha you're either the leader or the follower right like we can't ever just work together and be emergent and this past couple of years you know beginning with probably trump's election moving through the pandemic and now it's just in my body and in my being this intolerance for that kind of violence and repetition of violence and not learning from it yeah and I feel like you you and I talk about this I talk about this with clients all day I talk about it with friends it's like I feel people getting to a place of finality with something or a sense of oh I re I I want to live my life this is not living right like or oh, I, I need to experience something. And this is I'm for some reason being held back from that experience. And what's holding me back is this larger structure and the ways that it acts upon my body, the ways that I've internalized it, it shows up in my relationships, etc. And so yeah, I'm, you know, I think what you were saying before is it's important to notice that when there's a finishing of something there's not often immediately a next step.
1: No. There's
0: a pause and an overwhelm and you gotta feel the feelings of the thing. Yeah. And yeah, that needs to be its own process and its own time. Yeah. And as we move forward for the next month, we're moving into eclipses. Mm -hmm. And when we when you and I were looking at the eclipse chart uh, you said, wow, this feels so soft in a different way. And then later you used the word stunned and I used the word gooey. Yeah. And so there's there's almost this feeling of, you know, what that Aries new moon and the weeks following is pushing forward is this yeah. intense amount of energy that needs to emerge or that is going to emerge. And then the repercussion of that Mm-hmm. And and what then gets to come forward through the body and through the emotional uh body.
1: Yeah, yeah. As you were talking, I was like, right, like we or I I'll speak from the I. I have bought into these systems too. And so to to become finite with them is to also accept that I did buy into them. Yeah. And just just honoring the honoring that in a full acceptance that like I because I did buy into this system, this is this is the trajectory. I just I I just feel like that's super important to name because it's yeah it's like Sinkova like I know where I'm going because I know where am I'm, I'm knowing where I'm coming from.
0: Right, right. Um, right and when you recognize that you've bought into those systems you're also recognizing that there are layers of relationship that are invested in those systems like you know we've been talking about how how do we shift in certain relationships and you you are i'm thinking of one of your current life experiences you know wanting to shift and then feeling that relationship the way that people are functioning around you is bought into that system. Yeah. And so, in order for you to shift, there's also a need to maybe end or transition in a relationship.
1: Yeah. And I can't, I mean, I can't, so much of the eulogy says was birthed out of, I have continued to move, but it is not, but then it has not been without great grief. Right. And so they 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 come together. They don't I I feel like oftentimes when I've been told certain things, people just do not. It's, it's I've, I've been, I do feel like that's capitalism, like, oh, just keep going, baby. You're gonna be all right. And it's like I'm gonna keep going. And yes, I'm gonna be all right, but if I don't embody what it feels like to not be all right, or to just say, Hey, I know what it's like to lose, mm-hmm. it does. Definitely shift the changes that I have access to. Because I think there was even something else that you were talking about in terms of agency. These structures are not small. I completely understand why, when that mercury and out that square, but some people might feel like really immobile because you're like, this system has all the power, and I'm just a pond in the larger scheme.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so and then that and then with the with the conjunction with neptune it's just again it's just like you know what nothing really matters you know what like right damn it to hell the system is larger than me what am i really gonna do right but if we are thinking about the conference with naropa and we were talking about water and we're talking about streams I do think similar to what you were saying, if I shift my body in small ways and other people are doing the same, that is how you build, that is, that is a way of making something. Right. Way of building new legacy. And I think right.
0: And I, because it's small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah. And that churning, um, you know, I think to get to the or maybe there are different different phases in the process of going through what you just named, like, oh, fuck it, these systems are so much bigger than me. Like, I don't know what I could do. And the, and the giving up or the apathy that I think can be very present with this current astrology. And with this Aries new moon, there is some kind of instigation. We're moving towards eclipses that I I do feel curious about what's on the other side of, there's nothing I can do to change this stupid system. I'm gonna give up, but I'm still alive. And so how am I gonna live my life, Mm. right? Like, and and these small changes or incremental shifts that we might make in our own beings and in our own lives that then creates warmth and heat on a community level, on a relational level. Right. Inspiration, motivation, cheerleading. You can do this, you know, because yeah. I feel like we're doing that a lot for each other these days of going, you don't you don't have to live that way. You could do something else.
1: At least a couple of times a day, I try to tell people, hey, it's your job. It's,
0: there's like <laughs> dogs <laughs> few. yeah 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 alright so should we think about this astrology in relationship to the elements and kind of what's coming through for the different yes. signs yes this grounds me so okay Um. so let me pull up the charts and All right, so let's start off, since we're working with Aries, uh, thinking about the fire triplicity, so folks who are Aries, Leo, or Sagittarius, sun, rising, moon, or you might think about any other planetary placements you have in those three signs, Mm -hmm. So the fire signs, um, every fire sign is getting this new moon in uh, one of the most um, personal or self-oriented houses. Um, Aries will have the new moon in the first house and the Aries placement, Uh, Leo will have the new moon in the ninth house and Sagittarius will have the new moon in the fifth house. Um, The first, fifth and ninth houses are kind of an axis of alignment when it comes to selfhood the first house pertains to the identity and to the ways that we feel ourselves and our unique embodiments the fifth house is the pers- space of personal expression um generative vital life energy creative energy and erotic energy and the ninth house is uh your past the meaning that you're making out of the world and kind of the philosophies or belief systems that you're going to live by mm-hmm. um, so that means also that you know, with everything Katie and I have been talking about, we've been kind of jumping around a lot between the new moon in Aries, the Jupiter Neptune conjunction in Pisces, um, and then what's happening in Aquarius. Yeah. Hmm. Um. And so, all of these uh, movements. Like Uranus. E plus Uranus,
1: that Saturn Uranus square that we touched on too.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, all of these movements in the charts, I think are for the fire signs, especially are, it feels like there's, there's an a lot of emphasis right now on what's happening in relationships in the relational spaces, and how this is changing your inner body and sense of emotional capacity and then how you want to act and enact in the world and express Mm -hmm. um or bring yourself forward but it feels like relationships on some level communication contracts and relationships who you're hanging out with how you're connecting with them like this is the place where there's been a lot of focus and now that focus is moving into some kind of new way of embodying yourself, being in the world.
1: Yeah, especially when we think about where where Taurus is transiting
0: for Mm -hmm. these,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Something I noticed was that, especially with Chiron moving through there, maybe you're seeing old wounds from a different perspective. I think that speaks to what you were saying about relating with people differently. When you can see those wounds from a different perspective, maybe they're no longer barriers. To relating maybe they become an avenue to seek support from um and it might even just guide you to move like i was like new intuitive impulses because i was also thinking about i think it was that chiron um conjunction this new way of valuing yourself and what you bring to the table Mm -hmm. and i do think there's this yeah, that's like, I, I saw the image of like a lighter, like a new flame. Mm-hmm. When you seeing these wounds from a different place and you are seeing yourself from a different place, there is this permission, this opening for, for newness. Um, and it reminds me of someone that said, um, someone said to me, or I said it to somebody, it's like, when shit is new, it's new, right? Like, it's un, it's unknown to you because it's new. And I think that that's kind of exciting for fire folks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, oh my gosh, damn, I ain't never been here before. What is this? Like, what does this do if I go like this? Also think about that fifth, ninth, first house. Like, if I do this, it, it becomes exploratory and it becomes it becomes playful. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it, it is not familiar. And I think that's the beauty of it.
0: Mm hmm. Thanks for bringing Chiron in. I'd forgotten that Chiron is conjunct this new moon because the astrology software I'm using at the moment doesn't add Chiron. Um, but yes, Chiron is there at the new moon conjunct with Mercury, the sun and the moon. And I remember when I was doing the Aries season horoscopes having this feeling of stories need to be told and retold. And there's to go back to uh, kind of this feeling of like a need to listen mm-hmm. i'm wondering about or i feel curious about uh fire sign folks um having experiences right now where it's like, like fire rising i'm a fire sign, so like we're able to listen to ourselves in a new way and hear um hear the process of changing narrative because the narrative isn't changed yet it is in a state of change you know and it feels like uh, it feels like a lot of us might be recognizing where we've been telling ourselves stories of our own failing or inadequacy or ugliness or something like that that this new moon is a time where oh i'm ready to change the story But I need to hear the story that I've been telling myself, and then I'm getting new words because the story is changing, and that old story is no longer relevant. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, too, am a fire rising, and I approve of this message. (laughs) Yeah, it made me want to ask them um, specifically when I was going through this. It was there, It was fire signs that I wanted to ask. What did you lose? Like, what did you bury, and how did you bury it? Just to bring mm-hmm. it to that, because there was something about the way that I was seeing fire show up, and I was like, "You want the i i, I was like, you want this to feel like a slow burn, like if you." do any kind of like smoking with cigarettes or vapes it's like you want to be super aware of both the inhale and the exhale it is kind of like that Vesta story it's moving through fifth it's moving through nine it's moving through one how can you just like subtly blow the fire it's not mm. going it's it's it's, it's going to go somewhere but we, we do have it and so not concretize the fire but just keep it, just keep it burning. And and then with that Aquarius, especially with, you know, the personal planets moving through Aquarius, do not let that wind blow
0: your fire up and then like. Right. I mean, and that's the thing about what fire signs are going through right now with relationships and learning to, I would say be adults in relationships, right? Like fire signs have Saturn moving through their relationship houses. And there's so much that the fire element is learning about moderation and accountability and integrity and patience and yeah. process. And this slow burn that you were talking about, like the fire impulse is to have an impulse and fucking go. Yeah. And and there I feel like, yeah, there's something going on right now, which is relational accountability. Mm-hmm. And so the impulse is there, but we don't want to burn everybody. We don't want to burn all of our bridges. It's like, we have to learn to cultivate this fire and tend this fire and move towards it in ways that bring the relationships that we want to maintain with us and invite yes. others to circle around this fire together. Yeah. Well, cause, and I wrote down, you know,
1: you're moving with a new sense of integrity and, forgive me, somebody once was like, Katie, don't, what did they, <laughs> somebody was like, Katie, you don't want to burn bridges, I was 23 at the time, and I was like, bitch, fuck your bridges, I <laughs> but what I appreciate, nah, what I will say now is the tethers that I've invested in tether me just as much as I tether that other person mm-hmm. and to be untethered in some ways I think is to be unsupported mm-hmm. and so if we're if we're fa- if I'm fanning my flame in a way that makes it so that I'm the only person fanning my flame it's not sustainable yep. So, the that's helpful for yep. anybody listening rather than thinking about like burning bridges because I I am somebody's like shit, you know. It's all right,
0: <laughs>
1: but ultimately, no. I don't want to live a life where I'm not supported. I am worthy of support, right? And right. I've been. I do feel. I do feel like I. We all are birthed with the worthiness of support, but like you said, support is a two way street. And so I have to do my part. I have to hold my end of the tether. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, how can I fend that flame so that I am holding that tether? And, you know, that doesn't mean the tethers are going to be maintained in the same ways that they were. Because you might find that once what, what once tethered you no longer needs to tether you. But uh, with this Aries energy, I'm like, that's a that's a fan, that's a flame that can be fanned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There there's an, there isn't a, a a little go. There are little steps that be, can be taken even with that to say, hey, look, this isn't what I this no longer serves me in the ways that I need. This no longer supports me in the ways that I need. I've grown, and the flame that I'm trying to cultivate now, it needs a different type of fan, and you just don't provide that for me.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: And, it, and that's not and Please let me keep it a bug. That's not me seeing you go to the person and say, oh, <laughs> you're not providing the plan. It could be just you sitting in the bathtub or brushing your teeth, just being like, yo, look, hey, my name is such and such. And I just need to say out loud that like this relationship is not in my flame enough. I don't really know what that means, but I just want to accept the fact that like that's not working for me anymore just vocalizing that thinking about the voice coming from the midline and the midline Mm -hmm. being associated with every season that's cool Mm -hmm. I just want to be really clear because I know Mm -hmm. people like what Katie has said to go tell (laughs)
0: me It's
1: not what I said (laughs) I'm not above that but that's not what I said
0: yeah yeah no I mean I agree I think that there's something happening for the fire signs right now which is like um, uh, uh, inner knowing and a remembering and a strengthening of this is who you are. This yeah. is who you are. This is your strength. This is your power. This is your passion. This is what you want in the world. These are the kind of relational dynamics that help you do that. These are the kinds that don't. Yeah. And, and then the accountability and the emotional piece that's coming in for fire signs is helping moderate those impulses and act Mm. reasonably with them ideally i mean hopefully that's what's happening for folks it's like Mm. oh you know i don't need to totally burn that bridge i can make some subtle adjustments i can use my communication skills that i've been working on for this whole time i can you know ask for my needs to be met in a different way i like there are strategies to employ
1: yeah especially with that conjunction happening in the 12th house even if you just you know I'm thinking about connecting to that spiritual body just like hey ancestors you know known and unknown look I really want to maintain this relationship but up until this point my impulsivity has never gotten me to get very far allowed me to right. get further than this right what am I not seeing what am
0: right.
1: I doing? this this like um it's like reaching for and feeling very clear that like I am not moving alone. So tapping it because it's transitioning their 12, specifically for Aries rising folks, tapping into those 12 house placements. But if I'm not mistaken, if they're fire, if you're fire rising, this is happening in that 4812 axis. Right, exactly. I'm always gonna say, talk to somebody dead or close to death or a pet, a flower. But that just larger collective body that holds us—a tree, wa- like going to a body of water and expressing that to this body of water.
0: Yeah, it's it's yeah. Well, remembering interconnectedness, you know, I think, um, yeah. I I think that there's an a natural way of being that fire people have that is self oriented right Mm -hmm. it's like the fire element wants to experience a selfness Mm -hmm. you know a a self-actualization a self-expression a self-direction and fire can move in its own direction fairly easily Mm -hmm. but what the water element is bringing in and uh, necessitating in the fire sign charts is sensitivity to the entanglements that cannot be escaped yeah. right like in 4 8 and 12 these are entanglements that cannot be escaped I'm everybody like, comes yeah. from somewhere like whether or not you talk to your family or even know them it's like there are genetic influences they're the influences of the early life to be in relationship at all with anybody is vulnerable like they you know we need each other there is re- a required codependence that is absolutely unavoidable and it's incredibly vulnerable and fire as an element right now is needing to get comfortable with vulnerability in an entirely new way and i think that's a big part of what's happening in relationships is is a kind of mental process and conceptual process that is basically like holy shit, i'm vulnerable and i need people and if i can show up in in my energy and with my sensitivity then i can receive from people but but needing and receiving and this growing awareness of that is going to change me and it's going to change how i Mm. express myself and all right it's going to change how i hold myself in the world it's going to change my directionality it's going to change how i move from a self impulse and this this movement of Aries uh, into Taurus for the fire signs is so strongly I mean from my interpretation, so strongly feels like a pretty radical shift in identity that's been happening for a long time but is really starting to become more coherent and solidified and that churning that you talked about oh, it's like oh. we are getting ready to to build new foundations. We are building new foundations. To lay down, we're getting (laughs) ready to lay down. Working hard to work less.
1: Come on now, cool, like the side of a cucumber, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: All right, do you wanna go to uh, earth or water next? Let's do earth next. All right, earth is next. All right, earth sign placements. Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. Mm-hmm. Check mm-hmm. in with your sun, moon, rising, and other notable planets in the Earth signs. All right, so the Earth signs are getting the new moon in the four axis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: what do you what do you have to say about that?
1: Yeah. And I feel myself I'm like, ooh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do this with every reading. I'm like, ooh, ooh. I, I what do I want to say first? I think root work changes your roots. And I just want to honor that I understand that to, to feel uprooted is a really difficult sensation to feel. Mm-hmm. That's what like start there, like mm-hmm. that transit across that that what would most people would have their IC
0: for Capricorn uh, rising,
1: uh, for a Capricorn rising because yeah, if it's transiting your fourth house, mm-hmm. but I'm also thinking yeah that eight and that twelve, this new moon could feel really um like awakening, like I'm I've been like I've been birthed. And I want to honor that birth is traumatic and it leaves residue and you do have to tend to what ruptures occurred through birth. Like I'm thinking for those who don't know, I work as a doula, like there are tears, there are micro tears to the anus and to the vaginal canal. And like with your anus, I don't, I've never heard, I haven't heard yet of someone's having to get their like butthole stitched up. But I'm sure it's actually I'm now that I say it loud, it's possible. But all that to say, this new moon could could feel really, really like awakening. And it could also feel really um displacing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, or
1: like I'm and I'm thinking about that transit through 12th house. There's that song lyric. Um, there's a song lyrics where it's just slipping through my fingers. Like I'm holding it mm-hmm. and it's sand and it's just going through my fingers. Um. And so I just want to just start with, that is a very difficult sensation sometimes to hold. And so if it's a struggle, I feel you. Um. Mm-hmm. But then it also was like a great opportunity for me to ask, you know, what does reciprocity mean to you? Mm-hmm. What are you giving? what are you receiving do you feel like you have space to ask for what you need and then specifically with this with where this is happening you what you need could look really different from what you're used to needing mm-hmm. and so I noticed the ways that I've struggled with when my needs change like I maybe I'm a bad person or like um like oh my god how could I want something new but the I but everything we've spoken to up until this point is that things are changing whether you want it or not and so one way to sit with this tension is to ask yourself what do I need what what new levels of support do I need um specifically folks that are going through that 12 house transit I was like Wounds might also be showing up in ways that you've never seen before. And then they may not feel super um, they just may not feel super tangible. They could feel like deeply at like the core. I'm I'm talking like old, old origin stories, or like old, old ancestral stories, or like who your mama dated that one time, and they said that one thing to her, and somehow you're embodying it in this way. And so I was like, I think there's a lot of space for those new stories to dissolve and for that birth to be new. And I think that that newness is creating space, and that space is exciting. It's new space. It's almost like you got like you could put new stuff in places. Yeah. Um, and and as you're putting things in new spaces, you're also creating new containers for you to be held in. And, and so you are sitting in this juxtaposition of like, what do I need to create those new containers? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do I release this like pressure to not need a new container and just and, and accept, oh, I need a new container now?
0: Uh huh. Yeah. That's- yeah. I'm getting a lot of differentiation vibes for the earth signs and this new moon in for all the earth signs, either, uh, 12th house, uh, for Taurus rising, fourth house for Capricorn rising, eighth house for Virgo rising. Um, these are such personal placements in the chart. And a moment ago when we were talking about fire signs, I was like necessary entanglements, right? Like you can't get away from relationship and there are levels of enmeshment that have been previously unexplored or you just thought that's the way that things were and now the earth signs are recognizing oh i can have differentiation here yeah you can have agency and you mm-hmm. can have agency and it feels like um the earth signs are needing to come into themselves in a different way and recognize where where and how they're putting energy out into the world like you said that you know what what are you asking for here is Is this is what you're giving wanted? First of all, is it being received by whom you're giving it to? Why are you giving this? Was it because your great, 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 great grandfather said that this is the way you got to give and now everybody's been doing it since him? Because this is the family pattern? Are you giving this because this is what you subtly infer from your domestic partner that they want, but you've never had a clear conversation about it? Is it because of some obligation you felt for your whole life and you don't know why it's like it feels like these spaces of entanglement and dependency and exchange and origin where there are just powerful emotional vulnerable connections Mm -hmm. something is happening for earth where you're recognizing oh, I have a limit, I have a need, I have agency, I might w- not want to do this the same way anymore, I have a different kind of power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then because of the this kind of sequence of events with astrology, um, what's going on in the earth signs is that everything that's happening in Aquarius um, is moving through places of industry in the chart, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, how one makes their livelihood or how one makes their way through the world and the work that they're doing and who they are in the world and this and that and y'all need to restructure and work in ways that allow you this differentiation process and i think that that that's tension right now it's like yeah you got to do your own thing your security oriented folks in the earth realm you want to have sustainability with whatever it is that you're doing and you're trying to figure out how you're going to do it. And you are not going to be doing it by giving yourself unquestioningly to the way that things have been and always will. uh, You know, you think that always will be, it's like, you have to question, you have to push back, which it doesn't mean don't be sensitive because Jupiter Neptune is coming in in the relational houses
1: Yeah, the sensitivity is going to actually be that gift to show you what boundaries you need to affirm yourself.
0: And I feel like this is a thing with earth signs. It's like the earth element so often is so oriented on rhythm and repetition and what it's like. Well, we did it this way last time, so we're going to do it this way this time. Oh. and and that can ha- you know and then boundaries don't get questions needs and desires don't get questions you know it's like well this is just how we do it so who cares if I want something else because this is how we do it Whoa. and it feels like this full moon is or excuse me this new moon uh this lunar cycle is asking for check in with your own desire your own agency And recognize that when you are following your own impulse, you are a better person to be in relationship with than when you are doing the thing that you think you're obligated to do.
1: Come on. I'm looking at that Venus, Saturn, Mars conjunction like, yo, it's new. Like it's Aquarian energy. It is innovative. It is unique. It might even
0: feel queer, unorthodox. That's the point. It's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable because it's new, but it's uncomfortable in the way that learning a new skill is uncomfortable because you don't know how to do it yet. You haven't repeated it a million times.
1: And so when I was tapping into the fire energy, I was like, oh, right. Yes. Like, oh, this is exciting because it's inducing play. And I know where this is happening. So you might feel super playful. And this is why I started where it sounds like I understand why where this is happening in your chart might not feel as playful mm-hmm. but i assure you you know renee it's a great segue to one way that this could be really playful is you know like earth signs how are you masturbating this season if you mm-hmm. are a masturbating person how are you touching yourself if you are someone that believes in sensual touch if you are having sex with anybody or you're do, if you're doing any kind of physical affection, I am curious about how, because that space, be it personal play or group play, duo play, anything in between, could be a really soft landing. Mm-hmm. It, it, when I think about that 4A12, I'm like, It could be a really great opportunity for you to be vulnerable and maybe you request something new. Maybe you get a new toy. Maybe you just get like a new lotion from Target or your local lotion dealer. And (laughs) you touch spaces in your body that you don't usually touch. Like how often do you run your finger beyond your ear or how often do you take your finger and drop, like rope from your chin? down the front of your throat those little moments of touching yourself differently or asking to be touched differently i think can make these larger new things a little bit more comfortable because newness is not always detrimental
0: right sometimes it's right.
1: Actually much more appropriate for where you are
0: right right and with with what's happening in taurus with the north node and uranus there what's happening in capricorn with pluto there it feels like the earth element is going through such a deep transformation bodily Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. and what you were just talking about like that leaning towards pleasure with curiosity around sensation and nuance and presence just the question of what do you like? You know, what do you want? And asking for that question to take time yes. and noticing if you're jumping to what you already know that you like, what you already know that you want. Because there's there are hidden desires right now that are emerging. Yes. <laughs> and yes. they want time and attention.
1: Yes, and I tell people this all the time because I have plans yo no there are very few plants that love everything like nothing grows all the time you don't feed like no one eats the same thing like or let me speak for myself I don't eat the same stuff when I was four that I eat now like there are so many like it's very rare to go back to a place 20 like go to a place 20 years ago and not notice change like change is inevitable And so when you have those practices where change can be exciting. And then if you're slowing down, I was even thinking about like, um, sometimes I get into these moments where I just, I need to hear new music. Maybe put on some new music, invite a new, because new music is gonna give, it's gonna hit your body differently. It's gonna bring new sensations. Create, I've said this in the last horoscope, create those pockets where newness is really held for you. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you don't feel like um, this giant rupture because what you're essentially, I feel like training your body to see is that again, newness is not a, is not a detriment to safety. And I can understand how that might be synonymous, but it's not.
0: Right. And that all the time things are going to change. You don't have control. Try and relax. And yeah. And get excited. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of excitement available for the earth element right now if it can get through the fear.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And just to echo, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay. And I assure y'all that you're literally creating new containers so that your roots can grow deeper. Yeah like in in metaphor like you're just getting repotted and usually people get plants get repotted because they just have outgrown their pot right with it isn't that they didn't do nothing wrong you just need something that's more supportive for where you are right now
0: right right yeah and and to continue with that it is okay to be afraid but notice when your fear puts you back into the same yeah. cycle yeah. like like see if you can find something that is comforting or pleasurable or curious or exciting to lean against in the space of fear because there are there are options in fear and excitement are very similar uh emotions and on a physiological level they both produce arousal and you know see if there's some place of actually a little bit of turn on with the unpredictable precarious nature of what's happening right now because change could be exciting and on the other side of this lack of stability is something that is generative
1: come on if that means you got to go get a new flavor kombucha at your local kombucha market you (laughs) want sunflower butter instead of almond butter i you already know
0: i'm a a sensational (laughs) kind of woman first you go to the lotion dealer then the kombucha dealer but ask for something new new flavors new scents.
1: look like just those i swear just those little pockets of newness (laughs) like damn this kombucha is the bomb I had i not tried this new thing i wouldn't even know (laughs) i'm missing out on questions come on (laughs) okay it's I'll be thinking of you because I, I felt that one in my spot. I was like, okay, I
0: get it. I get it. I feel
1: you. I'm holding
0: your hand. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I feel it too. Katie's a Capricorn sign. I'm a Taurus moon. So yeah, you got yeah. some earth energy. All right, air signs. Air signs are next. And uh the Aries new moon is coming into your relationship houses. Yes. So Aquarius rising, you get this new moon in your third house, Libra rising in the seventh, and Gemini in the 11th. And these are the places where you come up against other people and you have to deal with them. These aren't <laughs> necessarily spaces of, of uh, emotional interaction, but they are conceptual. Mm-hmm. How do you frame your relationship? Your ideas, your expectations, your patterns, communication is a huge theme for everybody. Mhm. 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 I'm gonna. Let you start this one off. I feel like air signs are in an interesting spot right now, um, mm-hmm. in the sense that with with Saturn and now with Mars and Venus moving through Aquarius and affecting the the air element, air signs are it's almost like they're getting mirrored by, by their airiness a little bit. It's like, (laughs) like, like your intelligence is being turned back on you in a certain way. And I feel like a lot, like what, like air signs are noticing where they get in their own way with how they think about things or like Mm -hmm. how they've conceptualized something or Mm -hmm. there's a, a necessary restructuring of concept when it comes to who you are and how you are and what you're about. And so when it comes to relationships, then there's a whole new horizon available. New opportunities, like relationships are feeling really different these days. There's a lot of opportunity to uh, engage with new people age with old people in the same or in the old people in new ways right but you're not there's a remarkable shift for the air element in how relationships are happening and what you want to be focusing on in them and because air and fire are complementary i mean part of this is coming from a restructuring of selfhood and for when we talked about fire it was the opposite right like Uh this kind of new feeling in selfhood is leading to this restructure in relationships with the air signs, the restructuring of selfhood is leading to this new feeling in relationships. Yeah. And then you have to be courageous. Like this is what I'm feeling with the air signs is like, Mm. take a fucking risk. You know, like you, what you wanted, you want to like make that new friend. You want to have these new kinds of conversations. You want Mm. to, you want to get involved with that new group, like go do it put yourself out there. Give it a go. Try it.
1: I'm also thinking about, because with fire signs, we were talking about, yo, don't let wind basically gas you up. Mm -hmm. But With the air signs, I'm like, let the fire, honestly, what I'm getting right now is let the fire consume you a little. (laughs) And I'm thinking about like the flame, like, Allow it to like start from your toes and like let it burn up mm-hmm. and out. Like be courageous, but like embody it, like
0: feel, feel hot, feel, feel moved, feel compelled, mm-hmm. feel catalyzed. Excited, yeah.
1: Yeah, because so much of because what could potentially happen. Is it could be so much about the relationship and this dissipation, this like air quality going like from this center and it just dissipating out. And then we lose it because it just kept going. But if you feel the heat long enough, the, the heat can carry you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like wh- where, where, it almost makes me think like, baby where are you hot like where is this heat like where are you feeling compelled to move from a deeper sense of integrity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if signs are quick to move out i'm i'm wondering if there's an opportunity for air sounds
0: to move deeper in in, out. in yeah 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 i love that because so again in this sequence of events it feels like what comes up in aries season with the aries new moon is an impetus like a, a match getting struck yeah. in the relational sphere but then it moves you know then we move into Taurus season and it goes deep in
1: so yeah. these influences go
0: to 4 8 12 yeah. and Whatever you know whatever is getting churned whether it's like someone's pissing you off and you're having a conflict or someone's turning you on and you're having a romance or some you know something like that it's not so much the other person that it's about like that's the that's the match getting struck but this impulse then like katie was saying has to get nurtured and built and cultivated and brought internal say what in are you place? yeah Very similar to,
1: very similar to the fire signs in that I'm envisioning, you know, if you're feeling, hell yeah, if you're feeling mad, keep it. Like, look at it. And like, and when I say look at it, don't allow it to get bigger than you. Or or this like, I'm uh, I'm assuming I'm feeling into like, oh, we can just like, oh, I got mad. I'll just let it go. You don't have to like there are, especially because we're moving into this relational space. There are lots of things to do with anger that don't require letting go. It can be Mm -hmm. metabolized in ways um, that suit the outcome that you desire. Thinking more about this like selfhood. Yeah. If, If you are angry or if you are turned on, you can move and embody courage in a way that gets you the outcome that you want versus feeling like the relationship in its existence is uh, already premeditated
0: and already kind of set in stone. Mm -hmm. And with the, for the air signs right now, it's like, y'all need to trust that what you're trying to do with your lives and in the world and um to meet your ambitions etc the way that you're going to meet those goals or do those things is by going inwards yeah. like the the outward focus the air capacity to look at the big picture and to see all the steps and to see how the map is going that doesn't work for you right now. When you're looking out at the world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it it like has to come inside, and the the awareness of relationship between your inner landscape and the outer world is where you're cultivating intelligence. Um, it's not as simple as you know some kind of like easy manifestation. You know, believe it and it'll happen. Shit, wow. but as you shift internally your relational dynamics shift mm-hmm. and then the opportunities that are available to you and, and how you're working in the world, they begin to shift. Yeah. And then your life changes. And so air signs, you have to go in. Because
1: <laughs> go signs, in
0: to make so those the shifts.
1: The Neptune, um, Neptune Pisces conjunction, that's a 2610. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I think of two six and ten, I do think about the body. Mm-hmm. i think about i, I, I just I, i'm like oh this is happening in your body this is happening in real time like two six and ten are earth houses so this is a very you can see this mm-hmm. in real time and so yeah and jupiter and neptune are expanding those places it's almost like if you take the bait and be courageous there's this real deep opportunity to root in yourself differently. Yeah. Which it makes how you value yourself very different. It makes right. how you work with your own body very different. And then when you're working with others, it shifts that too. But it is yeah. a it is an out to go in, not a, it's
0: an in to go out, not an out to go in. Right, right. And that, yeah, that access that you were just talking about, Katie, that two, six, and 10 houses where the Jupiter and Neptune conjunction will happen for the earth sign or the air signs, signs,
1: um,
0: the, yeah, the air signs that those are also places where you build resource and work in the material realm outside of your body. So it's your body as a material, um, phenomena interacting with the material phenomena around you. And Pisces and Jupiter and Neptune are a major endocrine event. <laughs> and, you know, like, c- come to the workshop on April 10th. We'll work with the endocrine system. But endocrine is so powerful and it is palpable. Um, if if a person is feeling hypersexual, if their, like, sex organs are <laughs> are rocking and they come into a room it's like you can feel their vibe if a person is feeling really agitated and aggressive and they've got a ton of adrenaline running through their body you can feel their vibe if a person is blissed out and peaceful like you can feel their vibe and it absolutely affects how you want to interact with them and how you're going to respond and what you want to give them Mm -hmm. what you want to receive from them Mm -hmm. and so this is the thing it's like work on yourself and get your Give to yourself what you want to give to everybody else. Give to yourself what you want to get from everyone else. Get yourself into a state where you are really conscious of your steady interaction and interpermeation with your environment. Mm -hmm. And then give your environment what you want to give to yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, last last one's water. Okay. Okay. So water signs, Cancer, Scorpio and Pisces. Yeah. Check in with your placements. Okay, do you want to start this one? Yeah. Very similar to the
1: earth signs. I was like this is this transit gives you space to create new containers, but specifically new energetic boundaries. Uh, Where the boundaries with earth signs may feel more um, like differentiating with people, this might feel less tangible and like with people and these the boundaries that you might be creating might be with like stories. Uh specifically, where is that? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this might feel like an opportunity to to, to depart from certain ideologies. Like the 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 energetic boundaries just might be a honing of like. That is no longer my story. That is no longer my path. Or that's just a, a, a paradigm that I'm just no longer interested in because it's no longer supportive. Um, and, and getting comfortable with this idea of setting both very tangible boundaries, but also just
0: like spiritual boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the so for the water signs. Uh, the, the Aries new moon comes in in uh, houses 2, 6, and 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on, on a pretty mundane level, it feels like this upcoming season from Aries new moon into eclipse season for the water signs has a lot of initiatory energy when it comes to what you're trying to manifest in the world and for yourself. And so there are new ideas and new impulses and new opportunities that are not entirely ready to be realized in all of their manifestation, but the first impulses are coming in and conversations might be happening, ideas are happening, and it feels like you're ready to change your life in some significant ways Mm -hmm. and you're getting previews like you're getting previews of what it's going to look like and how you're going to get there and what you want to do yeah yeah yeah
1: i was like oh i was like for these people get creative so I was Mm -hmm. like there might be some new teachers there might just be new sources of inspiration there might be new connections and, I, and to your point around like new um, new things coming in, you also might be reaching out in new ways. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that could feel really overwhelming because it could just be, you're being vulnerable in new ways. And I was like, similar to air signs, feel the heat of that, feel the overwhelm. And I'm hoping that by getting creative, <laughs> the The overwhelm or like maybe emotional residue of the newness can help kind of um, soothe it.
0: Yeah, I second that. I think creative energy right now for the water signs is really helpful. And it's like creativity because it feels good and because it gets you in touch with yourself and it helps open you up to maybe channel something or listen deeper. Um, but I, I also feel like I want to tell air signs to not get too fussed about what other people are thinking. Like it's not, air signs don't be, crea- Oh, excuse me. Water signs, yep. water signs. Don't get too fussed about what other people are thinking. And like, like don't do it for them. Do it for you. Like, like express yourself, be creative, find pleasure, go for a hike, take a nap, like Do do start your new business, whatever it's. But why are you doing it for you? You know, like, Um, yeah. Again, kind of go go in. (laughs) Yeah, and I did write down
1: there might. I was like, oh, there might be some old wounds around what you value, but you, but but you are changing, and specifically, I was like, oh, there might be some issues of shame or difficulty especially for folks that were that's transiting the their midheaven it's going to be it, I'm, I'm saying get creative but i think i should also press that your creative practice i'm envisioning it as a space where you are safe to express yourself in full totality and very similar with the other signs i do I'm thinking about like erotic embodiment as a safe space. I'm thinking about creativity, synonymous, to erotic embodiment. I'm hoping that as those feelings of shame and um, maybe just like stickiness or just like the residue of departing come up, you return to your creative practice as a way to kind of sop it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there is, if you are, if you're constantly going back to you, For a certain amount of solace, it's almost like you're filling your cup up before it's depleted, or you're like building up your framework or your container so that as you take impact, you're fuller because impact is going to happen regardless. But especially with this particular transit, I'm like, be, be good to yourself in ways that are nourishing so that the changes can actually take shape
0: yeah yeah i think of the water element too like there's a lot of i feel like the eulogy practice is super important for the water element right now like there's a lot of letting go of who you used to be yeah yeah and the in and it's this node going across the yeah yeah it's this feeling of um in the ways that you are recognizing yourself Mm -hmm. and and recognizing new needs and new desires that feeling of like gooeyness or stunnedness or slowness that we were mentioning earlier it feels like it's very much in the body for the water signs and it's like there's newness coming and you have ideas but the old the what once was, give it space like, give it space and time, yeah. mourn it, feel it, yeah. let it depart, and then see what emerges mm-hmm. in this span of time because it does, it feels like it's very simultaneous in the water charts of something is moving out so that something new can move in and what's moving out is deeply personal and what's moving in is what can you create from this space yeah but it's not it's not going to be a replacement for what is moving out like that's not what you're looking to do is recreate something or get yeah. a replacement it's like in this in this space of um of release of surrender of letting go something else wants to emerge and it's going to be a very different kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I think about these new containers and these new intuitive practices, I'm also I'm thinking like, if you got the craving to even try a different art form, I say go ahead and go for it only because, and I feel like we've said this for all of the signs, it's new for a reason. Like mm-hmm. it's supposed to be different. It's it's not supposed to replace the old thing. Like we have, you know, we sit at the feet of caskets because that like this body is no longer with us, and you cannot bring it back. The intention mm-hmm. the intention is not to bring it back. And we mm-hmm. think about you know when we lose a loved one, we're not meant to replace that loved one. Mm-mm. And mm-hmm. so yeah I just I just want to keep pressing it's new for a reason right right and uh and I said this in our last horoscope like find those little pockets of of south where the newness can feel nourishing like Mm -hmm. um
0: like um I'm trying to think I'm getting this sense of the delight of newness that is also quite awkward, you know, and the, the feeling of trying to learn a new thing and not knowing what you're doing and letting that be the place of delight. Like, you're going to fuck up. You're going to fail. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel awkward. Like, like can you, can you laugh at it? You know, can you
1: be curious
0: about what these potentials are that are new and kind of scratch your head or I don't know, like make fun of yourself in your awkwardness or give yourself plenty of space and time to not make it old (laughs) already. Like, don't don't rush to the place where you're going to feel competent. Be in this space of awkward unlearning because it's very valuable. Well,
1: and I was thinking more so in of like ooh. When I first tried vegan cheesecake, I don't know what I was expecting, but I knew I liked chocolate and I knew I liked peanut butter and I knew I liked cheesecake. I was like, and more importantly at the time, which is actually what I was thinking about, when I stopped eating dairy, It was because like my body was super inflamed and it was showing up in ways that I was not fucking with. And so there was a real impetus for me to get on it and try something new. Y'all, that fucking vegan cheesecake was the shit. It was so fire and it didn't inflame my scalp, more importantly. So that like there are new, or like with kombucha, I always have my eye on a bougie-ass kombucha. I do. And there's so many varieties. I saw a guava papaya honey number. I didn't get it because it wasn't on sale. But I'm going to get it soon. Like, it's like almost like indulge your senses in ways where, and this is what I was thinking about in terms of like, for those of us, for those people who are, are having sex, You know, you like to, if you're having sex, you know, you like to have sex for whatever reason you like to have sex. But there are ways to make sex new so that you're going to get nourished, like you're going to have an orgasm. But how you get there is going to be completely different. It's time for a new flavor. The honey from the condom to maybe the food you want to add to the foreplay, to the music. I'm a huge fan of lighting myself. You know, that's just me personally. But yeah, give yourself those those small things where mm-hmm. newness is it's new. But it could be also relative, like um like related to something that is old. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that that, that relativeness is going to be mirrored back to you. But it is that baby step to say, but this is so new. I wouldn't usually eat this. I wouldn't usually ask to be kissed this way. Right. I usually take this route home. So I'm also thinking about like driving or walking. That newness, like I said, it, it can be really, really safe.
0: Mm-hmm. And it can be an opportunity to expand your repertoire. Like it doesn't need to mean. You're never gonna have the old flavor. You're never gonna do the old thing. Come on, come on. You want to ex- You want to expand right now and take pleasure in the expansion and the taste testing and awkward first steps. Like th- this is building new possibilities in your field. Because,
1: and I think, can we go ahead and look at this this uh, eclipse chart? Yes. I feel like that's a great segue to segue too. So when I think about eclipses, I think it was Cheney that said, it's kind of, where Cheney didn't say this, but this is the way I interpreted it. Those old ladies, that have like houses with no air conditioning and they got screen doors and the screen door has a screen in it. So you let the wind blow through it. But in the middle of the day or maybe the morning, they open up the door and they sweep stuff out. Let me go ahead and help you out. Baby, when they start sweeping that floor, you might want to move your feet. You want to pick up your stuff because when they start sleeping, shit is going. And to your point about expansiveness and palettes, if you have new containers, new ways of support, new ways of being, existing in relationship, you're creating a foundation so that as that new information comes in, it has somewhere to go. Yes. But if you don't have anything new and that old lady come in there and sweep up that floor, you are going to essentially leave yourself unsupported. Yeah. It's like, basically, you know you got a flight coming, but you're like, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll pack a bag. Or you know you got a trip gum and I guess I'll get some gas. Or I guess I'll, I guess I might plan for this newness. But like, yeah, no, yeah. And then with yep. that eclipse on specifically the Scorpio-Taurus axis, I do feel a sense of weight to it, and so it's almost like um, I'm creating for me to land in because I know that I'm I'm gonna need it. Mm-hmm. and it can't be the same bed I was laying in because literally the external information that I'm receiving is new it actually gives me very similar vibes to when the pandemic first hit mm. like you had to learn to live differently right and right. that takes time and yes and so yeah. Like, how can you see, you know, cause we, with astrology, we can know where things are going to line up and I'm not saying another pandemic is happening, not at all, but I am saying there's space with eclipses to create, to weave spaces of support for yourself, because you know that energy is exiting and making space for new.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good note to wrap up on just that wisdom of support precedes movement. For all the signs really like this is a time that is asking for movement and is also asking for support and working with forms of support in new ways yeah 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 katie thank you for joining me for this aries season podcast
1: my if
0: If you listeners want to tune in more with Katie, check the show notes and please join us for eulogy practice and stay tuned with Katie um, for upcoming offerings. We'll share offerings on this platform on Embodied Astrology and Katie will be sharing on their own platform. Mm -hmm. Any parting words, my dear? Have fun.
1: It's going to be great.
0: I'm here with you. (laughs) Happy new moon, everyone. We are wishing you all the best in this journey towards eclipse season. And stay tuned with Embodied Astrology. In eclipse season, we'll be offering something new. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Something new. Some new things coming your way. Mm